everybody, it's Martin Gardner from CaseManagementBasics.com. I want to thank you for tuning in to episode number two of the Case Management Basics podcast. Today I want to talk about choosing the right group home placement. Of course, case managers, we are responsible for coordinating a number of services uh, for our individuals that we serve. Um, and I would say without question, one of the biggest most one of the most important services that we coordinate is housing and residential services and as you know many states are downsizing a lot of their state operated psychiatric hospitals as well as their training centers that serve the intellectually disabled and they're focusing more on community-based residential options and with that you know, we have a lot of group homes that are sprouting up around the area um, and they're just they're, they're popping up all over the place so it's important for us as case managers to be able to help navigate uh, the process as far as choosing the right group home placement um, not making sure that group home can accommodate their needs because anyone who's worked in the field they know that not all group homes are created equal there are some that provide great services and then there are some that provide not so great services so it's important for us to be able to help help our individuals through that process uh, we're not without being without being biased but helping them through the process of choosing the right group home and the way I look at it I look at it as as if I'm looking for a home I want to make sure I'm moving in the, the place that I'm going to live and I, I'm going to be comfortable living there for a long time. And I, I've come up with five key components that I feel are important to look at when looking for an, a uh, group home placement. The first component is location. Uh, you definitely want to choose a group home that's in a location that's comfortable for the family and the individual that's going to be living in the group home. Uh, and for the most part, I think they would like, they, they want to be close to their family member. They want to be in the same city. And so that, that tends to work out as far as, you know, them being able to visit more often or if there's an emergency situation, they can come right over and check. So I, I think usually they want it close within the same city. So that's important. Also uh, with location, you want to be mindful of the actual physical location of the house um, just like if I'm looking for a house for myself I don't want my house to be facing a busy highway or a busy street so that's something you want to look at as well especially if you have people that tend to elope or, or run out of the house you know it, it poses a major safety hazard so you want to make sure that that house is not on a busy street or not facing or either if there's a, a busy street behind the house, um, preferably you want a house that's in a neighborhood or even on a cul-de-sac would be even better just for safety reasons. Uh, the second component, staff experience. I think this is, and this is kind of twofold. I think experience, you want a company that has a great reputation, uh, a reputation in the community uh, I prefer a company that's been around for a while, that's experienced, but some of the newer providers are good as well. 
but I think experience is, is very important. Um, you know, do they have a reputation for, you know, working with people that are, you know, maybe have difficult behaviors or maybe have special uh, medical needs? So the, the reputation in the community and the experience that the group home has, that, that plays a vital role. Also in regard to staff experience, you also want to maybe ask questions about how long the staff has been working in the home. Uh, I know group homes tend to have a lot of turnover, but in many cases the staff, the, the house manager, the service coordinators, they've been there for years and they have a lot of experience. So that, that also plays a role. Uh, and group homes, they they obviously have to have the basics. They have to have be CPR trained, trained in behavioral management and all those things. But staff experience, I think it's, it's, it's important if you have someone that's maybe just started working in the field or you have staff that's been in the field for over 10, 15 years that are working in that home and they understand how the process goes. Okay, the third component when I'm looking for a group home placement is accommodations. Um, you want to make sure that the house is able to com accommodate your needs. And that could be uh, making sure the house has ramps, grab bars, uh, a walk-in shower, on the, are the doors wide enough. You want to make sure that house has everything that you may need that's going to make you live as, as comfortable as possible. Uh, I personally I personally like ranch style houses um, because they tend to have everything on the first floor and I think that's great for people that have mobility issues so I, I tend to like uh, ranch style houses um, but you know that if it's if it's able, if they're able to accommodate your needs then it doesn't matter um, another thing as far as accommodations are privacy and one of for me one of the things I absolutely cannot stand about group homes when I see two beds in a bedroom uh, shared bedrooms for me is an absolute no-no I, I think it's it, it it's sort of it, it poses so many problems and I think it's 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 we're, ta we're talking about adults I think adults need their own rooms especially when they're paying rent when they're paying full rent um, I don't believe that they're getting reduced rent because they're splitting the bedrooms. So I, I think having private bedrooms, I, I think that's really important. Um, I think that that's something that really should be, in my opinion, I think it should be against the regulations to even have shared bedrooms for adults. Cause I just think it's really, um, it, it's not a good idea, especially, you know, uh, it poses it poses a major liability for the company and it's a safety hazard for the clients that are in the home. Um, we know that there are a number of things that can happen in, in a room when staff is not looking um, and I think it just opens up it opens up a lot of liability for the for the group home company so I I think that you know private bedrooms should be a, a mandatory thing as far as accommodations I've actually seen facilities where there is, there they've been bunk beds and there's been another bed in the same room. So you're stacking three people in, in a bedroom. 
and I, I just think it's um, it's just not a not a great idea. And I, I think many states are actually moving towards smaller placements, anyways. So uh, I think there's a lot of progress being made in that, um, and they're taking away, I guess, the homes that are more um, that, that have these extra beds are being more scrutinized. So I think the the push towards having smaller smaller homes with less than five people or five or less, it's it's a step in the right direction. The fourth component that I look for when choosing a group home placement is you want to pay attention to the other residents that already live in the house. You want to make sure that it's a good mix between your individual and the people that are already living in the house. Um, you know, for instance, you might have someone who doesn't like loud sounds. Uh, I know a lot of a lot of our clients that are on the autism spectrum. They are very sensitive to loud noises, and when they hear loud noises, they can get very aggressive, like physically aggressive. So you don't want to put them in a house with someone uh, or other people that are very loud. So that could cause a problem. And also, uh, another another difference is you want to make sure that you know the ages are appropriate as well you know if you have a 22 year old you might not want to put them in a group home when there's people in the house that are you know 65 70 years old um, they may may not want to do the same things um, you know, he's probably more than likely going to be more active and want to be doing things in the community so you, you want to just pay attention to that uh, also uh, gender issues um, uh, there are some co-ed co group homes and some of them uh, you know they, they do the co-ed but for the most part most of them are gender specific there is a group home for men and there's all female group homes so you have to you know make sure you're comfortable either way so that, that also plays a role you may also have some other guys or other people in that home that are physically aggressive and if your individual is medically fragile that's another thing you might have to consider as a safety hazard so the other residents in the home play a critical role in making your final decision and component number five community integration uh, I encourage people to ask you know ask about the community activities that they do um, I, I've known some group homes that take their, their individuals on vacation every year, and I think that's a great idea. I think that's a great thing that they do. Um, I've also seen some group homes that they're literally in bed by the time I get there at like five o'clock in the afternoon, which is not so great. So it should be. Um, so it's important that the residential provider is also doing things with them in the community as well as stuff at in the home. Many of our many of our people they go to day support programs and they go to work during the day, but they also should have some some community activity with the group home uh, staff um, in the community as well. So that's my five components to choosing a, a group home placement. You might have more. Uh, if you have any other ideas, you feel free to let me know. Um, this is my second podcast 
Um, I hope that the information was useful and I'll talk to you again. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. You can also check out some of my written content on my blog, casemanagementbasics.com. And I also have a mobile app you can check out on the Google Play Store. Absolutely free to download. A lot of good information, a lot of links to mental health websites, autism news websites. So I think it's a good resource. So you can uh, download that for free. And I also have an online store. Uh, It's through Cafe Press, cafepress.com slash case management basics. A lot of uh, items that I designed myself with a mental health and autism awareness theme. Uh, Most of the stuff is is reasonably priced, so feel free to look at some of that stuff. And if you have any questions, comments you want to send my way, you can email me at cmbasicsblog at gmail.com. That's cmbasicsblog at gmail.com. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Appreciate your support, and I will talk to you soon.